You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Yes, according to reports we received, the protest action is going on there. It seems to be a community protest, not as much a strike as it's been described by in some media sources. Uh, obviously, there are some members involved because they have the, it's their community. But uh, the main thing is that it's a community protest. And the important context here uh, uh, is that the, the employees of this mine, New Modern Mine, should be seen as a... Uh, employees and members of NUM exclusively. So they are not AMCO members. What we find very frustrating is that the media keeps on referring to these uh, uh, employees as AMCO members, whereas currently it is not AMCO that is in control of them. They are members of the NUM that has been extremely frustrated by not being able to express their democratic right of freedom of association. So from your perspective, what has led to this current impasse at the mine? It's actually quite simple. I was thinking of an analogy, and sometimes analogies can be dangerous, but let me try it. If we can look at when the democratic will of a group of people is suppressed, one will always have violence erupting and issues erupting and protest action. We can only think of our own country where a majority of our citizens were denied the right to vote for a long time and this built up in a pressure cooker that we all know that resulted in lots of, of, of uh, violent acts at times. And even times we remember the days of Richmond where there were what the apartheid government called tribal wars and they also like to emphasize these tribal wars. Why this analogy is apt is it seems like the powers to be, if I can call it that, is using that same tactic by making as if this is union rivalry or a fight between AMCO and the NUM, which is it, it is not at all. It is merely workers who are frustrated and not able to express their dem- democratic wish who acted in protest by staging a sitting. So... What is the impediment at the moment? Who is preventing the workers from expressing that democratic right? Yes, so let let me start just quickly. My own personal involvement. On the 23rd, you would remember the first story about this. On the morning of the 23rd of October, the workers refused to come up from underground, the, the night shift, around 570 of them, if my numbers are correct. And then the company and NUM started calling it a hostage situation. But I mean, that is very opportunistic. It's not a hostage situation. It's a sit-in. The mining industry knows sit-ins all over. Just like protests once again in apartheid days, when there were blackouts and people stayed at home, there were also accusations of intimidation, etc. That is how strikes are by their nature. So this protest had the very same nature. We then went there, a senior team of of our national office, even though we don't have members there, we got special permission to speak to management 
and we actually had an in-principle agreement with management to conduct a ballot the next day because we explained to them we have an outright majority we have about a thousand seven hundred stop orders at that company which is an outright majority i think the employee total in the bargaining unit is around 1800 so it's clear that we have an outright majority and we had an in principle agreement only to have the talk scuttled completely and now what we were forced to do last week is approach the court and on an urgent basis to apply for an interdict to force NUM and the company to conduct a ballot so would it be correct to say that you are now uh, saying that the company is basically uh, the company and NUM for that matter are mischaracterizing what is actually happening at the moment? Completely, completely. Obviously, it plays into both of their interests. The company's interest is to blame this on this black sheep in the family, if I may call it that, Omku, that's now a new kid on the block that we are causing the problems, we are not. We're just a trade union. Just like any other trade union, we have rights in terms of the Labor Relations Act. And our members want to become, or employees want to become members of us. And they've expressed that wish, and they are being denied that wish, which is completely unfair. And that is why people become very angry. The NUM, one can understand. I mean, it's one of the, it was one of the big branches, a closed shop agreement. I don't know if you understand the yes. term. Maybe I can just explain mm-hmm. it for the listeners again. A closed shop agreement is when a majority trade union or a group of unions working together can agree with an employer that there will only be one trade union at a particular workplace. Meaning, literally everybody who joins as an employee must be a member and pay subscription fees to that union. This means that Everybody in the bargaining unit at Gold One's Modern East Mine are NUM members, de jure and de facto. There are no AMCO members there. There's a first misconception that I often see in the media, that people think there's these two groups of unions that are fighting. It's only NUM members at that, at that mine. And obviously this is a, a thorn in their side. They don't want to, they don't want to give up. Okay. But let's be honest, on the 24th of November... It's uh, of October. It's almost a month ago. We could have had a ballot, and still we haven't had one. So, as you indicated, you approached the Labour Court in relation to that balloting process. So, what's the way forward? Because I spoke to um, mine management last week, and uh, it seems as though you still haven't made any sort of significant progress. So, what? How do you hope to resolve this matter? Yes, without going into detail, obviously it's sub judicate, but I think it's important to stress that management have basically told us that they are willing to abide with whatever uh, the Labour Court decides, and the NUM hasn't filed any opposing papers, so this will be before the judge on Thursday to decide, and we think the most obvious thing is the judge will order that a ballot must take place as soon as possible. We asked for, for within a week, within seven days from Thursday. Obviously, there are arguments around this protest, making it difficult and it being volatile and so forth. But obviously, as you can also see, the volatility is a direct result of this matter not being addressed. So we hope that the ballot can take place as soon as possible. Speaking of the volatility, um, how does AMCU respond to allegations of violence that's been leveled against it? 
we deny it in the strongest terms. We deny all claims of violence. We see it as very opportunistic. In fact, that first time I went to the mine, I saw hundreds of police vehicles. We came into a meeting where mine management, the police, and NUM, can you believe it, those three parties, were sitting in a meeting and we were denied access to that meeting. So, I mean, there's a lot of things going on there. Violence is not something that AMCO would ever subscribe to. We never, we, we take disciplinary action against any person who perpetrates violence, who incites violence. We don't do it. We condemn it in the strongest terms, and we deny any involvement, either formally or informally, in violence. If it is proven and brought to your attention, will you act on that? Definitely. If it's proven, the, 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 the law must take its course. If it's criminal acts, obviously the law must take its course. If it's disciplinary matters where AMCO needs to take action against our own officials or our own office bearers or our own members, we will, as we always do, we will do that. Mm. So what about those members after the sit-in, as you called it, who came in, up uh, from underground and said they were held there against their will? I haven't heard any such comment personally. What there I were people who came out, some of the miners who said that uh, they were kept against their will. I haven't heard that. I haven't seen any of that. What I did hear is that the company charged all the miners who spoke to the media and said that they were not held against their will. That is very so, interesting. The yeah. reports I said, most of the reports I saw, I might have missed one or two, was of them, the miners themselves, saying they were never out against their will. All right. As I said, if it is brought to your attention and proven, um, you said you will act. But, you know, this is a country still reeling from the Marikana tragedy. So uh, people would not like to see a repeat of that. And once again, this has been characterized as, uh, you know, a standoff between Amku and Num. Um, how are you going to ensure that this does not escalate? We are trying our best. You would have seen that we issued a media release with the app title that we see a second Marikana coming. That exact situation where you come and you see South African police services, high-level, high-ranking officers meeting with one trade union and management together and not involving anybody else in that meeting to discuss plans of what must happen. I mean, that sounds exactly like Marikana. You might, I don't know how well you know the history, but they spoke of a JOC, a Joint Organizing Committee, which was exactly the same setup there. And if you look at the set of facts of Marikana, and the set of facts here, it's also very similar. Few people realize that Marikana, it was also NUM members that were on strike, not AMCO members. AMCO still wanted to gain organizational rights. They only had members at one shaft, career career shaft, if my memory serves. But the popular view is that AMCO and NUM fought, and that's why people were shot, which is complete and utter nonsense. Well, we'll leave it there for today, but thanks so much for your time. AMCO's Head of Department for Organizational Development, uh, Krista van, uh, Janse van Rensburg. And uh, tomorrow we hope to get an understanding of the situation from Noom's perspective as well. And hopefully uh, speak to a mining and labor analyst also for some analysis and uh, expert reaction to this continuing impasse. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide.
our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.